0: Welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zarathustra, your host. We all know this is a strong time that we're going through um, in comparison to, let's say, 10 years ago or before the COVID. Um, But the drama of life is going to continue to appear and reappear. It's never going to end. And there are times that's things seem to be easy or relaxed, tranquilo. And there are times that it looks like it's crazy. So um, right now, it's one of those times that things appear appear to be crazy. And But in a way, it's really, it's a blessing in a way. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it when you're challenged spiritually is when you have the, the uh, biggest amount of your growth spiritually. When things are really easy, we're not going to pay any attention to the spirit. So let's say before the COVID, for example, things are really happening. And let's say if the economy is really good, you know, we're all making money and it's easy to travel around. And, uh, you know, who thought about that there would be a time that you can't even go in a restaurant and sit there and order food? So, or you can't travel, or you can't go to your mother's house, or you can't go to your community center, uh, or you can't go to the mall. We never thought about it before the COVID that that is possible, it may happen. And then what happened is after the COVID, so you're very like basic basic things that you we were all doing was taken away from us like the ability to go in a restaurant sit there and order some food now when when things are open and you go in a restaurant sit down order some food you have a different appreciation for it number 1 you don't know how long that's going to last number 2 is you're really present oh wow I can go sit in a restaurant and uh, a waiter waiter comes over and I order food. Now, there is still a lot of jumping jacks like, okay, like in California, when, when I go back, it's like, uh, you have to wear a mask in order to talk to the uh, hostess. And then while you're walking to go sit um, at your table, you have to wear a mask. But when you sit at the table, you can take your mask off. That means the virus is only up here. And when you sit down, it's not down here. Okay. And if you're walking in a restaurant and you want to go to the bathroom, you have to put a mask. So the virus doesn't exist on a lower part of um, the restaurant. It only exists on the upper part of the space. So <laughs> it's funny. But also, one thing happened is they shut everything down and they've pushed everybody to stay inside for about six months six months nine months or a year and it forced people to go inwards and to look inside to dig deeper in their spirituality and some of us lost friends families uh, to covid and so when you're i remember from a book i read like a very long time ago from dan milman uh, the title of it is "The Way of the Spiritual Warrior." This is this was published like I don't know 20, 30 years ago. At the end of the book, there is a sentence. It says, "We go to the spirit when our foundation is shaken, only to find out that it is the spirit who shakes it." We go to the spirit when our foundation is shaken, only to find out that it is the spirit who shakes it so ordinarily nobody's interested in consciousness or god when things are going well you have your lover you got your kids you're making a lot of money you're famous things are going your way who gives a damn about god who cares about looking inwards things are groovy i'm getting what i want in the world and then you're diagnosed with cancer and you're only 40 years old and then all of a sudden you're going to lose everything you have then you're going to dig deep inside that why am i going to die young or you lose someone close to you and then it forces you to go inwards or you had a car accident and you almost died and then you kind of wake up to the truth of who you are and wake up to the reality that your life may end at any moment. Because we have a tendency to get very lazy. We have a tendency to fall into the rhythm of keep repeating the same thing. And we fall asleep that everything is always going to be there. Oh, my mom is always going to be there. My friend is always going to be there. And okay, if I don't see my friend today, I'll see him in six months. But he's always there until your friend is no longer there. So, oh, money is always coming in and I don't even think about it. So I'm spending it. Oh, these people are always going to be loving me. So I don't really pay much attention to them until they just walk away from you. So Something, something. Normally, on a spiritual path, on on, when you're in this business that we're all in, I call it this spiritual business. You're in it. Something like I would call it shock treatment. Something needs to happen to wake you up, and then you start digging into your own self. So that's where this sentence comes. That. We, we, we go to the spirit, we go towards God, we go towards consciousness, Question, find, wanting to find out the answers when our foundation is shaken, when all of a sudden something happens in your life, you're about to lose your partner, you're about to lose your home, uh, somebody, or you're about to die, you lost your job, and you're worried you're going to be on the street. Something happened, your foundation is shaken, you're challenged. So so now you go towards the spirit. You're reading spiritual books, you go see spiritual teachers, Uh, you're digging in, you're meditating, only to find out that it was the spirit who shook it. So, only to find out that it was God itself, it was consciousness that pulled the plug on you. So now your attention starts to go back to God, to spirituality, to love. And that's the case for, I would say, 99% of the spiritual seekers. It's definitely the case on me, because when things are really going well, I forget about everything. Who cares about God? I got money flowing in. I'm going to the parties. I'm traveling. I'm doing everything I want. Who gives a shit about God? as long as things go my way. And then when things don't go my way, then I wake up. All of a sudden, awakening comes. You're questioning things. You're trying, you're digging in. So what I want to say is you can look at the COVID and the whole situation as a blessing because it's forcing you to question things. It's forcing you to get into and looking at the nature of existence and you're asking questions why and you're digging in and some of our very basic uh rights or privileges we had are taken away so all of a sudden we're out of our comfort zone and now it wakes you up and you're going inwards in in another way let's put it this way you're swimming in the ocean and you went for a swim and somehow it's just nice, you keep going deeper in the ocean. And now all of a sudden, you're like a kilometer away from the shore. And, and the waves are getting a little bit weird. And you're getting tired. And you're, if you go a little bit further, you may get drowned. And all of a sudden, the guru, the master, her majesty, the supreme, comes to your life and starts calling you back, says, come back, turn around, come back, come back to the safety, come back to the shores, and it comes and leads you back, because otherwise you're going to get drowned, and getting drowned in what? In life, getting drowned in your ego, getting drowned in your desires, getting drowned in your jealousy, getting drowned into, I I don't have enough, I'm not being loved, why does my sister, why is my sister married to a very rich guy and I'm not? Why is my friend so successful and I'm not? Or you're making a lot of money and you're very successful and you start getting this sense that you're all powerful. I'm powerful. I'm mighty. I can move the mountains. I can, I can do whatever I want. And yeah, it's you, and you can see it in different ways. Fractions of the society, people who their ego gets bigger and bigger. You can see it in actors, actresses, athletes, politicians, famous people. And then all of a sudden something happened. Something happened in their lives like great basketball players, number one basketball player in the world. All the eyes on on this guy and his ego is super big. And then something happens to his knee and he can't play basketball anymore, so his his ego got really inflated, and then something happens to him physically, and he cannot perform the way he used to, and he gets deflated, and he just crashes, and the next thing you hear is the guy is not in the league, and then he's depressed, and he becomes alcoholic, and then he commits suicide, you see it with musicians, famous rock stars, you see it with actors, actresses because they got their ego got so big and then existence comes and pulls the plug on them. So what I'm saying is that this situation with covid or this situation with the war in Ukraine, yes it's un- unfortunate of course. I mean, we all have compassion for our brothers, sisters, on both sides, Ukrainians and Russians, whomever is going to get killed or gets dismembered, they lose a limb or an arm or something. Of course, we don't want that for them. They lose their homes. But this war, how is it affecting you? It's not in your homeland. So how is it affecting you? It's affecting you emotionally. And what does it do? It makes you feel insecure, creates insecurity that and then the media begin to inflate everything and create more fear, worry, anxiety that there may be a third, third world war and we, we are going to be dead or we're going to be destroyed. First of all, if we're all going to die and be destroyed, so what? We're all going to be in it together. If there is a third world war and majority of the population dies, I don't want to live because most of my friends and family died. It's not fun to be alive somewhere which is all bombed and there's all kinds of radioactive everywhere. I don't want to live that life. But, what I'm, but let's get back to this thing is that things not, not necessarily are bad. What you want to do as a spiritual warrior, you want to learn how to turn the poison to medicine. Be an alchemist of your own life. Learn to be an alchemist. So a negative situation that appears to be negative, like what's going on right now, you want to turn that in your advantage. You can't control the world. You can't control the war. You can't control what is going on. You can't control COVID, okay? So you don't have any power over that. But maybe you can control the way you react to things. Maybe you can look at it from a different angle and see, wow, all of a sudden, war is going to be in Ukraine and Russia. That gives me an opportunity to be thankful for what I have. I live in Copenhagen, I live in Stockholm, I live in Oslo, I live in Vienna or Frankfurt or or Nashville, Tennessee, thank God there is no war in my country or in my city, there may be, but for the moment, I'm going to be grateful for what I have and not fall asleep, that things are always going to be the same, that things always should be the same, That's the tendency of the mind that things should always be the same. Things are never going to be the same, never, always going to change. And especially when you have entered the path of self-realization, you have come to this path, then you're definitely going to be challenged because you have been invited to come to the path of self-realization it's an invitation which has taken place by her majesty. The supreme soul has chosen you to come on the spiritual path. It was God consciousness that decided that it's time for you, for me to wake up. So that's an honor that her majesty, the supreme, out of 7 billion people on this planet and God knows how many more other beings in the rest of the galaxy, the rest of the universe, I mean, we're not even gonna go there, but let's just come here, has called a few of us to become awake and to discover ourselves. That's an honor. So right here, you want to be grateful and feel privileged that God has called you home. Now, coming back home, You're going to get your ass kicked because you need your ass to be kicked. Otherwise, you're going to stay asleep like the rest of the world. Now, what does that mean to stay asleep? Why are you getting your ass kicked? Because it forces you to pay attention to the truth of who you are. The truth of who you are. It forces you to wake up to who you are. And who are you? I would like you to after today, spend some time and kind of check in, look inside, ask yourself, who am I? Who are you really? Are you this body? Are you your name, your last name, this nationality that's been given to you that you are so attached to, and you're willing to go to war and kill other people because you are, I am Russian, or I am Norwegian, or I am American. Are you your nationality? Are you your religion that you're also willing to go kill other people, bomb them, dismember them, shoot them because of your religious beliefs? Are you your profession? Oh, I'm an engineer. I'm a doctor. I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm a mom. Who are you really? And you need to dig in. You got to figure that out. I can't tell you. Because if I just tell you who you are, it's got no value. Because you didn't spend any time trying to figure it out yourself. You have to discover that yourself. And once you go in deeper inside, because these are opportunities for us to go inwards, to dig in and to discover the truth of who we are. And once you get closer, and you start getting glimpses of who you are, then you start to see that who you are cannot be destroyed, and cannot be damaged, and it's much greater and bigger than who you thought you were, because who you think you are is needy, is jealous, it gets angry easily, it's like a little kid, always things have to go your way. your way. If things don't go your way, you throw a fit. It's impatient. It's stingy. It's got all these. It's afraid all the time. All the time afraid. Very emotional. It's got a lot of ups and downs. Easily gets hurt. Check it out for yourself. Don't take my words. Just dig in there. Take a look. That's who we think we are. But when you start realizing who you really are, then it's as if you're rising above it's like your vibrations rising to a higher level it's like your wings are opening up it's like all of a sudden you begin to fly and you're starting to experience life beyond your imagination because you thought life is what you're watching in tv life is what you're living right now limited full of fear uncertainties Anxieties. Oh, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? Oh, what's going to happen to my country or my children? I'll tell you what's going to happen. You all are going to die. Okay. Let me make it very easy for you. You are, you're all, including me, are all going to die. Okay. So don't worry. Look and see if anyone, any powerful man or woman in this life ever escape death you know your destiny already why are you worried i don't understand why are you throwing a fit you know where you're gonna end why do you act like it's different for you and that's not gonna happen to you and you're so worried about it death is your final destination why you pretend and you don't want to hear about it you don't want to talk about it when the conversation comes at lunch dinner table, everybody's acting like it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's where you're going to end up. So what do you want to do? You got this much time. What do you want to do with this time? Do you want to live? Or you want to live in fear and worry and anxiety? What's going to happen to my country or what's going to happen to me? I don't care. And life doesn't give a shit what you do. It's you who's going to miss it. And then, you know, if there is something such as reincarnation, you're going to have to come back and do another round. Maybe you've done a thousand rounds and you didn't get it. So why don't we just take care of business right now? Why we have some time? Why don't we go for it? Why so much worry and anxiety? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to the world? Who gives a shit what's going to happen to the world? The world is always going to be the world you weren't here 100 years ago, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago. So whatever wanted to happen, happened. And you're not going to be here 40, 50 years from now on. So who cares what's going to happen? Well, I'm really concerned about the world. Well, I'm not concerned about the world, to be honest with you. The only thing I'm concerned about is the quality of my life in this moment. Do I live now? How do I deal with this moment? Am I really gonna breathe the air? Am I gonna be really experienced being in this body? Am I really going to show my love to the people I love? Am I gonna enjoy a motorcycle ride on the road? Do I really taste food? Am I tasting food or the whole time I'm on my phone sending text messages or worried about who thinks about me on Instagram, or what's going on in Ukraine? And it's very important. I really need to know what's happening there, as if you know I have a, I have something to say. Conquer yourself first. So what we want to do is it's very simple. We only have one job in this life. Just stay focused on your mission and don't get distracted by all these other stuff because these are these stuff are not new they've been around so let's say if 30 40 years ago what is it 50 years ago you lived in southeast asia then there was the vietnam war you dealt with that 20 years before that they created the korean war then before that it was the world war ii then before that it was world war one Then before that, there was another thing. So this thing is not gonna stop. It's always gonna continue appearing and reappearing all the time. Right now it's COVID, right? What about if you lived in 1980, 81, 82? What happened then? First they came up with herpes. Then everyone was freaked out about herpes. Then herpes didn't really hit hard. Then they came up with AIDS. You remember at that time, how freaked out everybody was over AIDS. And yeah, it killed a lot of people, I understand. And COVID killed a lot of people, but same as Vietnam War, same as World War II, it killed a lot of people. This thing is never gonna end. The idea of a utopian life is a great idea, but leave it alone and just mind your own business. But what is your own business? Minding your own business. What is that? Start to dive inwards. Discover the love that exists in your heart. Discover the fact that the presence, presence of God, the creator of this universe, is right here inside you, and it has already called you home. It's already taught you. There's no way in the world you would come to this webinar if you didn't have love for God. If if God had not touched you, you wouldn't be here. The spirit, you don't like the word God because we're associating it with religion, and I understand that, the spirit. The spirit has come to your life and touched you. It has shown itself to you. Now, the more you work on yourself, the more you recognize the presence here, that every breath you take, that's God, that's spirit. Because the moment the spirit is, leaves your body, your body falls down, means you're dead. The only reason you're alive is because the spirit is here in your life, in your body. Recognize that. Wow, what an honor. Her majesty is operating through me. And that's why I'm alive. How can I miss that? and get really focused on bullshit, nonsense stuff, recognizing that the spirit is touching me, the spirit is talking to me, is loving me, and allowing me to experience the love for myself, for my family, for my children, for my my animals, for my friends, for nature. Instead, I'm so worried about oh, Ukraine, and what's going to happen, and what's going to happen with COVID. And then I keep missing this moment. I keep missing the Jews. You see that? That's why God comes and kicks your ass. And you're going through a hard time because you keep forgetting, and you keep swimming deep inside the ocean, and they come and kick your ass, and they pull you back. They say, come back this way. But you think that life doesn't like you and bad things happen to you all the time. Yeah, they happen to you all the time because you're not paying attention. That's why they keep happening to you. Pay attention. The more you start paying attention, the less shock treatments you need. They don't need to come and give you shock treatments because you're paying attention. And if something happens, something bad happens to your life, you have already grown up and developed the maturity to stay centered because every once in a while you're gonna be challenged. You're gonna grow spiritually to certain point. And then all of a sudden what happens is your inner guru, the master comes and says, okay, Monica, you've done a great job, but now we're gonna challenge you. So all of a sudden, maybe you lose your home all of a sudden you lose your job. One day you go to work and they say, hey, you know, we don't have the budget and we're going to have to let you go. And if you have spiritually matured and the moment they fire you, you don't freak out. You don't go, oh, I'm fired. I lose everything. You don't become like a little kid. You're just centered. And then when they say you're fired, you say, okay, thank you. And you know inside, one door closed and another door is going to open for you. So that means existence is going to give you something else, even better. But they're testing to see, you're being tested. Are you going to stay the Buddha? Are you the Buddha? Are you centered? Or you're going to bend out of shape in two minutes? Nobody knows until you're in a situation. And I promise you, I guarantee that that's the only thing I can guarantee that each and every one of us is going to be tested every once in a while. That's a part of the deal because you have to go this ladder of spirituality one step at a time to the peaks, to the highest peak of self-realization. And that's not going to happen until you're tested. You have to demonstrate your maturity your spiritual maturity, and then you go to the next level, then you get to the next level. Do you think spiritual teachers are not being challenged? Do you think gurus or even enlightened beings are exempt from being challenged? If you think think that way, you're absolutely wrong, because many spiritual gurus that are not 100% awakened, okay, Her Majesty creates a situation to pull the plug on them and they fall off the grace. That's why every once in a while one of them is caught with their pants down. One of them gets caught because of something they did and they fall off the grace because even in that level they forgot and they went into their ego and they forgot. And Her Majesty comes and pulls the plug on them. And they fall. And then spirit says, okay, master spiritual guru, show me who you are now. What you got now. You lost all of your followers and you're in disgrace. Because sexual harassment or whatever. You said you're celibate, but you went and slept with girls. It's not a bad thing. You can go sleep with girls, but don't say I'm celibate. So you're screwed up. So even spiritual people are not exempt because this thing is never going to end. It's always ever expanding endeavor. You're always discovering the power of the being, which is infinite. So it's never gonna end. It will always continue. So what do we do in times like this? You come back to your center. You go beyond the mind. And you practice being still. Still means what? You train yourself not to react because there's the pendulum of life. Everything is good. It swings. Everything is bad. You feel really good. Then it swings. You feel horrible. Things are going your way. Then it swings. Things are falling apart. So if you're investing your happiness and well-being based on what is happening in the outside world and you're looking for security in the outside world then you're in trouble because you're going to be challenged all the time you have to find the the still point inside yourself which doesn't have ups and downs you have to find this place within yourself that it's neither up or down so then when everything is going your way you are not attached to that you're enjoying it but you're not attached to it and then when everything falls apart you're not affected by it and you're not getting bent out of shape because you have discovered the place within yourself and it's not depending on the outside conditions does this make any sense okay Good. Now, if anybody has any questions, please feel free. You can unmute yourself on the Zoom and ask me the question or you can write to me. I mean, it's easier if you just talk to me directly. Feel free or you have any comments, you're welcome to communicate with me.
1: Hi, Zaratustra. Hi. Um, My question is more so, I was gonna ask you this last week, but anyway, um, can you elaborate on mirror work and what you mean by that? On mirror, on what? mirror work mirror work yeah you've mentioned it a few times and you write it you sometimes in your
0: uh, on your posts you said mirror like mirror or or mirror like only no mirror like like a mirror right okay so can you be a little bit more specific um let me see what you wrote because you tend to write
1: it on like you know your hashtags uh-huh so usually has mirror work in a, on a hashtag so i just wanted to know if you could elaborate on that and what that entails
0: well basically mirror is like when you look in the mirror what do you see you see yourself yeah right so and when we're doing this work What normally we do is uh, we have a tendency to point the finger at other people, other situations, like we're putting the finger on COVID, we're putting the finger on Putin or Russia and Ukraine, but we, we don't put the finger on ourselves. If something happens to me, let's say someone stole money from me or somebody screwed me over, I have a tendency on blaming them. Or I'm in a relationship and somebody leaves me. and let's say somebody cheated on me and went with another man. I'm hanging out with one woman and she cheated on me and went with someone else. So we have a tendency in blaming them. We're not looking at ourselves. So when I'm referring to mirror work is like everything always starts and ends with myself, not anyone else. And I use it as an opportunity to look at myself. What am I missing? Why am I getting screwed? Why is someone stealing money from me? What what is it that I'm not paying attention within myself? Is this losing money or someone cheated me? Does it mean I need to stay still? Does it mean I need to look at my shortcomings? Am I really dingy and I'm not paying attention to things? What is it that I'm not looking at? And that's when you get to that point, you have spiritually advanced and matured to a certain degree that you're not blaming others or or, or the world for what is happening to you. You're starting with yourself. That's what I mean. Okay, thanks. I hope I answered your question. If not, we can talk about it more. Feel free to bring it up. Was it the satisfactory answer or not?
1: Yeah, it was. It was just you, last week you mentioned like the people that are your biggest triggers are the your biggest gurus. And then yeah. so I thought like, okay, the mirror work has to also apply to that and and see what is happening within that might um, like have the same experience happening again through whoever is the the uh,
0: that person or
1: whatever the situation is
0: yes and yeah absolutely i mean if you really look at it all right your your world is very very small and and i'm not talking about you shadi okay what is your world how many people are you in touch with in general for me anyone it's a question yeah, yeah okay so Yeah, my yeah, world is if,
1: pretty small, actually. You're right. Okay, I'm not in touch with too many people.
0: Right. Great. So, and you just count the number of people that you're, you're dealing with, the people that you're intimate with uh, in different levels. You know, it's your family, maybe your kids, uh, your husband or wife, co-workers. But when you add everything up together, maybe all together, maybe 30 people. 40 people 20 20 people at a time and then you know that maybe 20 people change some people come and go but if you look at it I mean there is like 7 billion people on this planet okay but do you ever encounter them I don't even know if they exist or they don't exist because I was given a number now let's say I go to a busy town I'm in Los Angeles or let's go I go to Bali and I'm in like Seminyak how many people do I see you know 500 a thousand people at one point or maybe I go to a stadium and there's a football match and there's 100,000 people sitting there wow but how often am I around this many people but my world is consists of well i'm i'm a teacher so i have more people in my life but average people they basically work dealing with their family their friends and coworkers when when you add everything up together <laughs> it comes to like 30 people and that's what you go through in one lifetime you're always dealing with 20 30 people throughout your life and these people appear in your life and they're the mirror especially when you're intimate with them, with the family, with lovers, with kids. There is this karmic contract with them of some sort of intimacy and connection that you have to deal with them, whether you like them or they don't, you don't like them, whether they're, they're uh, abusive to you or they're loving or challenging you. So, but they represent an aspect of yourself and we have to deal with it. There's like no way out. You gotta deal with it. And each one, if you, be, if you put yourself in the center and you put these people in a circle around you, okay? So you're standing in the center and you have a circle of people around you and you look at this person. Then you turn and look at that person. Then you a little bit turn, let's say clockwork, and you look at another person. And each of this person, people, is an aspect of who you are. They represent a part of who you are. And when we look at it that way, this is going to give you an opportunity to discover yourself. You can turn it around. When you are spiritually become more mature, get, you understand that you can turn this around Rather than they're them, you can look at them as you, 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 me, 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 these are all me. And then you begin to discover things because basically our conditioning is that everything is separated. We, we believe that there is a separation because that's how we feel. That's how we've been... We, we, have not learned how to tap into the collective mind and the collective emotions. So everything is separated. But once you start to shift and st- your awareness starts to expand, then you begin to realize that really there's never been anything outside of yourself and there's never been a separation. It just doesn't exist. Separation doesn't exist. It only appears to be separated. So Russia fighting Ukraine, you start seeing like this is a dance of of existence because they're just one. There's no separation between them. They're just playing. Consciousness is playing with itself. Consciousness is going to war with itself. There is nobody there to go in war again. It just appears to be that way. It's an appearance and the higher level of consciousness, you go beyond the appearance because you don't have a choice. At one point, you need to make this leap to go beyond what it appears to be separated, to recognize that there is no others, do not exist. Others do not exist. There is only one. That one appears as many, But there are no many many doesn't exist it's only one and i understand it takes time for this to click i get it i completely understand that and you don't want to beat yourself up and i'm not just talking to you shadi i'm talking to my audience all over the world okay Uh, as your awareness expands as your vibrations rise to a higher frequency you realize like the COVID, the whole story, the whole da-da-da-da is also you. It's yourself. There is no separation. Because it's impossible for anything to be separated from anything. It's just, it's not possible. It's non-existing. There's never been a separation. Because separation doesn't exist. Only when it, it, only it appears, it looks like it's separated. And it appears to those who haven't developed the vision to see it. When you develop the vision, then you you are very clear that it's non existing. It's never existed. And you can use very simple, excuse me, you can use very simple methods, very simple uh, analogy for it to get an idea of it. For example, you are breathing the same air as. Jesus Christ as the Buddha, you're breathing the same air as Napoleon, same air as Hitler, same air as George W. Bush, same air same you're breathing as Biden or Trump or Putin or Mother Teresa or Hugging Mother Amaji, Abbot Einstein and everybody else on this planet. There's no new air being imported into the planet air. It's the same air you've been, you're, you're breathing. This air has been recycled through every being on this planet. So don't you think some of the molecules, atoms of those beings are transferred to you? It's the same water you've been drinking. And this water you're drinking, billions of people drank it, they peed it, they pooped it, it went back to Earth, it got recycled, and now you're drinking it. And there's a bottle, it's called Ebion, and it looks really great. But you don't know, you're drinking the piss of somebody who lived on this planet 5,000 years ago. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? No. <laughs> right. There is nothing, you know, everything you eat, you eat it you eat some nice, you're vegan or vegetarian, and you're only eating fresh organic vegetables, somebody put that stuff at one point, it went into the soil, it turned to vegetables, and you're eating it. So if you just expand a little bit, you can physically see like everything you're coming in contact It is a part of another human being or another animal or vegetation or bacteria or viruses. They're all the same. And when you die, where do you go? What do they do with your body? Billions of people, trillions of people die. What do they do with them? Most of them are buried, right? And in some cultures are burned. Well, when they bury you, they put you in the soil and maggots start eating you. And then something eats the maggots and something eats that one who ate the maggot and it just comes back. It recycles. Let's say they burn you. Okay. So you turn to smoke. Where do you go? Do you go outside of the atmosphere? You turn to clouds and then you turn to rain and then you rain back and you come back to the soil. It's all the one. It's all the same one because there's only one anyway. There's never been two, but the concept of one, because when you come to the realization it's all one, you can't say to yourself, it's all one because it doesn't exist. The one does not exist. The one needs two to exist because the one doesn't even know it is here. It has to create something to measure itself against it. So you need two for the concept of one. So you have to have duality. So oneness makes sense. But in oneness, there is no such a thing as oneness because there is nothing else. Is this making any sense to anybody? Or I want you to spend some time and think about it. If you ever reach oneness, then how do you know? It's a concept. It's a theory for a spiritual seeker to seek oneness. But when you reach oneness, there's nothing to seek or compare to. So it just kind of disappears. So what I want to say is enjoy these moments and don't get caught by what's right, what's wrong, what's going on in the world. Enjoy the fact that you can experience these things, even the pain you're going through. Because in your original state, there is nothing. So the only time you're going to experience something and be able to touch, you know, you're going to make love to someone and you can touch their body and really hug them, like it or not like it. Or you're going to eat a meal and you're really enjoying eating the meal because you are in duality. And that's the only time you can experience it because you're in duality, in oneness. There is nothing. So what we do is we get rid of the no, noise and we don't get involved with the noise, the dance of existence. And you just come back here. Learn to come back here, here in this moment. Practice that. Practice enjoying, appreciating this moment. No ma- it doesn't matter what's going on in the world because your world is, only includes 20 people in it, 30 people in it. Your world is Toronto with a few blocks around you, because that's all you're going to experience. Maybe from there you go to Vancouver, but then you're only gonna experience a very limited thing. Not only you, me. We, in our mind, going to imagine a world with 7 billion people, a world in chaos. But if you come back here, your world is peaceful. There's no worry in it. But we have a tendency to miss that and not enjoying it, missing this moment, being caught up in an imagination of something which doesn't exist. Ukraine, Russia do not exist because you're not there. You're here. They're just a story to you. It's a story someone's telling you, but you're not touching it. You're not experiencing it. You don't even know what it is. So how could it be your world? It's just equal to, I tell you about life on Mars. I don't know, life on Russia and life on Mars, to me, it's the same. I don't know either of it because I'm, I can't touch it. I can't smell it. I can't have any connection to it. It's non-existing. Or people say there is a continent called Africa, and this continent, the majority of their inhabitants are black people. This is like a story to me, because I don't know. I've never been there. I have no idea. You can just tell me majority of this, if people on that continent are aliens or they're ants, it won't make any difference to me because I don't know any of it. We. As an individual, as the expression of the absolute, having a very limited experience and vision in this period of time, from the time you were born to the time you you die, it's extremely limited. Okay, why don't I enjoy this limited time I have here and not worry about things outside of here? And that's what most people do. They miss the juice. They miss it because they're too worried, too busy, worrying about things that they have no idea about, things that don't exist in the reality. Is this making any sense to anyone? Please just give me a little sign because I'm not sure. Did I go to channel two or channel three? Did I get too deep? Train your, yourself to come back here and don't get caught in these stories of the mind because they're basically non-existing. So what happens when you take a vacation and you go to Hawaii or Tahiti or you come to Tulum and you're here for one month or you go to Canary Island, what happens? And you're having a great time. You go there with your partner, you go there with your girlfriend, your guy friend, You're having so much fun. You go helicopter riding over Kauai. You go to drum circle in Maui. You go to some party at night on the beach. You go to the naked beach. You go swim with the dolphins and turtles. And you forget about the war in in Ukraine. And you forget about COVID. And you're having a blast. What happens to the war and to the virus? Where did it go? You forgot about it. You're having a great time with your buddy and you don't, you forgot as if you don't give a shit. It disappears. It becomes non-existing. Then you come back home and everything comes back with it. When you were in Hawaii, what happened to it? Where Where did it go? Has ever anybody gone on a vacation and completely forgot about their life in where they they were living. Yeah. You live in your own individual bubble in this life. And this thing is very limited. Everything else outside of the experience you're having is basically non-existent. It's non-existing. And I know somebody may come and tell you, oh, that's a very ignorant way, because what about other people on other places? And you have no compassion. On the contrary, I have to say, that's not true. I do have compassion, but I'm also awakened to the truth of who I am. I don't live in illusion. So just because I'm not sharing the same illusion and the fear and worries as you do, that doesn't mean I don't know what's up. Right. I hope I was able to help you a little bit. We We have a little bit of time left. Anybody? Has anything to say, or you want to ask me a question or anything?
2: Hey, Zarathustra.
0: Hi, Casey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good.
2: Hey, I was just, this kind of goes back to what you touched on a little bit earlier. I was just thinking for me, it gets extremely confusing because you know how a lot of people, spiritual teachers or whatever, will say that you create your own reality. Mm-hmm. And then looking at that concept, Okay, you say okay, fine. I I create my own reality. I create everything around you know whatever. I I am I am. If this
0: is okay, a- hold on a second, Casey. Let me ask you a question. Did you create this reality? You have any rec re- any recollection of it? I don't
2: have any recollection
0: of it. Okay, then it stops right there.
2: Because what I was going to say is, if you create your own reality, and this also touches on the mirror thing, like. Say you have a wife that you've had a perfect relationship and then all of a sudden she lost her mind one day and she goes and cheats on you. Right. Or say you have a child, say you have two children that, that you, you know, your wife gave birth to and then they passed away. You know, like those types of things, it's hard to accept that you create your own, your own reality when, when you Absolutely. witness that.
0: Or you, you do a shitty job in creating reality. So you need to go to Tony <laughs> Robbins And he teaches you very well how to create the right reality. So you need to sign up, go sign up in the course because you don't know how to create your own reality. You do a shitty job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Right,
0: Right. exactly. You need to go back to the course and pay another $5,000 for a reminder of how you can Created correctly because you didn't learn that the first time. (laughs) No, you don't. It's created. Before, and just know everything I say is a concept. But it's like before you enter into this life, the Ishwara, Ishwari, the creator, is like put a note for you and it's like, okay, this is this is the life you need to live because these are the lessons you need to learn in this life. And these are the characters. So you get this contract with these other characters that they're going to come to your life. One is going to come as your child who's going to die. One is going to be your child who becomes a genius. This guy is going to come in your life and screw you over. So you got a contract with all these people and you're going to come into this life and you're going to have to go through this script. You can't you're going to have to experience all these different things yeah yeah
2: that makes sense
0: because i
2: i I, that's i've that's what i thought it was as well but y'all i always hear people i always hear people say like you create your reality like what you see is you created it you know And it, and it just gets really confusing especially when you deal with big traumas well
0: yeah that's the pseudo spirituality that's why the pseudo spirituality has not cre- has not produced any enlightened being any free being it cannot produce free being it's designed to keep you back in your mind so you're mind all the time the entire time you're more confused and maybe you do a little visualization and that thing appears And it's like a little carrot that, okay, you get a little cookie because, oh, I created this. But there is no end to it. There is no liberation. Here, the only thing I'm interested in is to help you become liberated, to become free. Liberation of the world of the mind and the circle of life and death. So you rise above it. That's why it's not very popular, (laughs) because it's not that hip, it's not in, it's not the hot item that it's for sale. This requires looking inwards, and people don't want that. Give me something, give me something, Mr. Teacher, so I can use this to get what I want. That is a hot selling item. Give me, give me something so I can get what I want. Because no one, most people are not interested about doing the work. They just want a pill. Give me the pill so I'm fixed. It's like when I was, the days I was into doing physical healing work, you know, people would come with me with all kinds of health issues. They wanted me to heal them in one hour session. And if they didn't get healed in a one hour session, then I wasn't a good healer. So they would go to the next healer. But how do you heal 30 years of bad diet, taking a lot of medications, drinking a lot of alcohol, smoking a lot of cigarettes, being nervous? How do you heal that in one hour? There is no pill for it. So people want the quick way. But if you want to get healed, yes, the healer can help you, but you also have to partake of it. You got to change your diet. You got to cut on the medications. You got to start cleansing the body. You have to change your habits. You have to stop going to that man who beats you up. I had a lot of women being cut into these relationships of abusive relationships, going to men who beat them up or abusive verbally abusive or these things you have to also willing to change you can't just go to your doctor or healer or guru and with one pill or one gesture everything is fixed it just doesn't work that way that's why you have to do the work that's why there are very little awakened beings and majority are asleep because they don't want to do the work okay all right all right so very nice seeing you all we're almost coming to the end of our academy robert patterson how are you i see you brought your two friends with you welcome and where where are you at the moment are you are you in denmark where are you guys so i guess you have a hard time Okay, oh, there you again. can you hear me yeah, I can hear you. Hi. Yeah, we're in Copenhagen with my daughter and my wife. Oh, okay. Hi. Nice Hi. meeting you. <laughs> Thank, thanks for joining us. Thank you for letting us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice, uh, nice having you around. Yeah, we remember you in Copenhagen. We
1: were at one of your, a couple of your times so when you were here a few years back. Yes. And uh, I, I was just going to mention I use I use the concept sometimes of uh, of what's like I call it the hollow mirrored sphere and I and if I'm in the center of the hollow mirrored sphere then I'm it's like then I see everything clearly but if I start drifting to different spaces in that hollow mirrored sphere then I, the mirror becomes distorted and I see all kinds of illusions.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good way of putting it to get putting it so. Mm-hmm.
1: I know it's a, it's a construction, but it's the best one I have right now.
0: I, I get it. I understand. Whatever that works for you, and whatever that helps you come back to your the center,
1: mm-hmm.
0: keep no. keep using it.
1: Awesome. What are you doing? Come to center.
0: Yeah, with the it's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have more, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your time. Come on. All right.
0: All right. <laughs> Great so our next academy is going to be next wednesday uh, i look forward to seeing you um, my social media uh, pages are zarathustra5d uh, email is info at zarathustra.tv and my website is zarathustra.tv and uh, a copy of this broadcast uh, will be mailed to you so those of you who've been on Zoom. And um, also we're going to chop this video into 10 pieces and put it on YouTube as well as the whole uh, webinar. Um, and it will be on my website too, as well as Facebook and, you, and, and uh, Instagram and, and uh, Twitter. So you have a lot of different options to go through this again. Feel free to write to me if you have any questions or comments, uh, just send me an email, info at zaratustra.tv, And I'm gonna, uh, hopefully by next week, I'll be able to put out, um, as soon as I get the dates and everything about Ure, Sweden, which is going to be our retreat, um, I'll put it up. I don't think I'm gonna be putting it up by next week. I'm gonna do my best to do it, but I'm gonna try to put out our online workshop so very good looking forward to seeing you god bless namaste and i'll see you next week